0: Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrull, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured, for better and sometimes worse, across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Thomas, how are you my friend? Hi Chris, it's great to be back. Um, how you been doing? Oh good, I've been enjoying the weather and
1: doing a bit of travelling around Ireland and stuff so I can't, I can't complain it's
0: been quite nice i just come off a podcast it was quite late so i thought i'll just go down and i'll watch a bit of tv for half an hour before i go to bed and uh youtube came up and you know the, they always have the they always promote the mainstream media don't they in a bar and i thought right let's see what they want us to believe today the guy's talking, and he's saying, yeah, blah, 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 the submarine, billionaires, da, da, da. And I I just immediately paused the video, and the number of the Coast Guard boat is 79336. I, I guess it's what they'd call the Illuminati signature number.
1: You see, we're going down a – I have mixed feelings about this, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Yes, it's real. There's no doubt about these things are shoved in our face on purpose and I remember one time well, the first time it became apparent to me was when they vote well basically Ireland voted its freedom away well it wasn't it was, the election was stolen by the EU at the Lisbon Treaty I think it was 2008 a truck drove into Dublin Castle by mistake with the uh, the all-seeing eye on the side. It was an advertisement for an optics company. But the eye, what the guy was saying the, the the vote has passed. A truck drove by him with the all-seeing eye on the thing. And people accosted a truck driver, and apparently he he wasn't even Irish. He didn't even know where he was. He was Polish or something and drove him by the snake And so ever since that time, I've looked into these things about signatures. Yes, they do taunt. I've no doubt about that. They... I don't even, you know, the Illuminati is a word I don't even like using. It's because it's it's very misleading. These people are not that mysterious or that in control. A lot of them are just buffoons, but they do taunt like all psychopaths. And they're not that cool. They're not like, you know, they're not cool enough to be bond baddies. In many cases, Chris, it's actually synchronistic. It's a part of this amazing reality we live in where the universe screams to people like us, pay attention. There's bigger shit going on here than they're telling us. And this is what I've discovered is what this stuff really means. It's really telling us from the, the our, our lower poles of cognition notice these things. As we've moved away from being hunter-gatherers, and we less needed our... You know, when people go blind, their hearing gets better. When their hearing goes bad, their sight gets better, that's a well-known phenomenon. When we moved away from the natural world and into civilization, we didn't have the smell know what the smell of a bear was like, or a tiger, or a leopard anymore, because we weren't in danger from those predators anymore. So we developed a, a different kind of social intelligence against social predators, and it, what we call intuitions, insights, hunches, good feelings, you know, we know there's a, in, in in the gut there's a, a, a large brain along the front of the stomach, and brain cells anyway. We notice things that may be there by purpose or maybe by accident, but it's our subconscious minds, our lower poles of cognition saying, pay attention, pay attention. This is deep. And on the other day of the week, the number of that Coast Guard vessel could have meant nothing. But on that particular day, I really do believe that whole event regarding that submarine is very, very deep. It's it's way beyond anything to do with a PSYOP. It's almost like a very deep metaphysical thing. I don't know if you want to go there, but it's uh, you know what Confucius said about signs and symbols rule the world is absolutely true, completely hundred percent. And and most of them are accidental, not accidental, synchronistic flags that's telling us to watch, be careful, be careful, don't 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 go there, don't do this. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh We have to pay attention to these things. There's no doubt about it. But we have to be very careful of jumping to absolutes, you know, because life isn't like that. And therefore, these things that happen aren't like that either. But yeah, you were right to notice
0: it. I just want to add, add something to it. So, I, you know, this is like, I think a lot of people been a fascination of mine since the, Certainly since the events in New York and Washington back, back that time. And there was an event in a, in Las Vegas, and uh, I, I won't go into the specifics, but it, it centred around a hotel the day before it happened, or in, in, in it was like literally the week building up to it. It might have been three days before. We have Boris Johnson in, is it Myanmar, which used to be Burma? and he's visiting this temple with the attaché the the british attaché over there and boris johnson starts to read out the poem is it kipling the road to mandalay mandalay possibly or maybe not folks having a connection with the name of the hotel in as boris is you know re- repeating this the the lines of this poem the the attaché quickly goes <laughs> shut up old boy they're really not appropriate which which i think was just you know some to do with maybe the racist connotations of the poem but i was uh on holiday at the time and i remember we only had the you know standard tv channels on the tv in the cottage we were staying and i was watching the aftermath of this and you had the bbc reporter and he stood by the what is now kind of like an infamous black pyramid in las vegas it's some casino or some hotel or something so i just thought that was kind of kind of interesting and then it cut to a shot of the fire engine that had rocked up to attend this this atrocious scene and of course what was the number on the fire engine it's the 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 same number we just I don't know you know anyone can people can make their own minds up on this but
1: before I get to that I just want to add something to what you were saying about what happened in that hotel Mm. my litmus test now look I I, I, I get it some people don't like me because I turn around and say no not everything is a psyop in fact Mm. psyops are actually quite rare most of the times it is what it says on the tin and you can but my litmus test for telling if it's a psyop or not is the profile of the, shall we say, the occupant in that case, the occupant of the hotel room. You know. Um whenever it's legit, it's like I mean it's a real attack, they will the media will profile to the nth degree every aspect of the assailant's life. You see that with Ted Kaczynski, you see that with all these like shooters who go crazy in American colleges and stuff like that. However, in the case of the guy in that hotel room, literally all we got of him was a photograph from drunk in a pub holding a shot glass. They don't go... like Remember your man, George, Barry George, I think it was his name, who was accused of the Jill Dando thing? Mm. We got a, a complete bio on him, and the man was completely innocent. Uh, this guy in the hotel room, we got nothing. And that seems to be uh, their calling card. When these things happen, wait a few weeks to see what's the biography of the individual accused is. If they don't have much info on them or don't present much info or present just a picture to make them look bad or one little thing, be very wary. We know about this from Gladio back in the 1980s and 90s when they were caught murdering people in Belgium. And they, this is what they do. And, and then you, you try to find about the assailants and stuff, you find nothing. So that's a good calling card. Wait a while and see what the actual profiles are. If they're ridiculous and cartoonish, they're fake. If they say nothing, you probably are looking on a psyop. Now, regarding the Titanic thing, my friend here in Ireland, Christian Morris, who's on uh, Odyssey on Christian Morris TV, has covered this very eloquently from a spiritual point of view. And I tend to agree. The Titanic has been worshipped as a dark god. Now, I know this might sound sound preposterous to people, but in in Greek paganism and ancient Greek philosophy, there's a thing called an egregore, that if you pour enough energy into something, it actually becomes like a living being, a god that requires sacrifice. So you have things that are like historical events and objects that have emotional and energy poured into them to the degree that it almost within the human subconscious takes on the form of a God that needs worship and it needs veneration and it's usually dark. And the establishment have always known this. This is why they make days of commemoration and stuff like that. I'm not disparaging men service people who died in wars. It's nothing to do with that. I'm talking about the bloodlust of the ones who send them there. And these egregoric or egregorian elements, I think are very powerful and titanic. Literally, people worship that thing like it's a god, especially since that bloody awful James Cameron movie uh, back in the late 90s, I think it was. And you hear stories of people wanting to get married down there and falling in love with it and these kinds of things. And it's endless. If you type in Titanic into the internet, before this event happened, there are literally millions of videos on YouTube covering every... People are utterly obsessed with this thing. That thing is sequestered at the bottom of the ocean, the abyss... A place where humans are not supposed to be. It's it, what's down the bottom of the ocean, is as alien to us as the abyss in magic, where the from which all the demons and entities all come from. And when it, when you build a submersible and go down there, it's no different than a magician going into the abyss to summon up a demon like Karanzon or something like that, like Crowley did in the desert of Libya. It's, you think of the submarine as a magic circle that you, it, just like the magician has prepared his magic circle to do bat to invoke the, some demon or some holy guardian angel, and we know what happened with Crowley in the desert with victor neuberg and and him in Karonzon. the same thing could be thought that sub it went into the abyss right, and it went down there now in ritual magic, if you don't have your magic circle properly prepared, the demons the demon will devour you. Well, their magic circle was this poorly made sub that went down there and they were devoured by the egregoric demon that represents the Titanic. Now I know that sounds way out there to me, but that's the only thing I can come up with because immediately I am I'm, I'm a I am a you know, I'm an old fashioned horror for like that kind of feeling. When something gives me a feeling, I go with it. And my initial thing of the whole thing of the The Titanic event this week was that was an entity feeding on the feeding on the feeds on billionaires just like it did back in 111 years ago. You couldn't make that number up either, and just like it uh, it did last week, and I think people like Christian Morris summed it up perfectly that. That thing isn't that thing is, is somehow it's it's a, it's a it's an it's a universe that human beings shouldn't be in unless they're fully protected. Just like magic, they should be fully protected. And their 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 bodies, minds, and souls are torn asunder if they get it wrong.
0: Just conjures up
1: fascination with me. It's almost like something has happened to reality. And it was at that point I realized there was something fundamentally wrong with the human race. And this wasn't long before the the needlecraft and the lockdowns and everything, there's a fundamental shift going on in humanity. There's those of us who can see things, and even if we don't always get them right, we know there's something profoundly wrong with the world. And I include myself in that. I don't always get it right, too. I'm getting better at it because I'm getting more measured, but that's part of the journey as well. Mm -hmm. But the there's something fundamentally wrong with reality right now. And I put it down to a wave function collapse that there's a new, the previous world is basically dying in, in a quantum sense and a new one is arising. And in between we're got, we're living in kind of two overlapping worlds. And this is why people we've known for years turned into complete strangers during the 2020 to 2023 period. And the rest of us were like, can't you not see? But the first time that happened for me in spades, was at that Manchester One Love thing and people saying how, look you know, they actually they turned reality on its head. I was just say, I would say, do you not think this is a bit disrespectful that everyone's excited about a POF conference where mothers and fathers are burying their teenage daughters and they were like, you sick person. Like I was the sick one mm-hmm. for demonstrating what we would normally know in the past as human compassion. To them, human compassion is having a party and singing and dancing. Uh, That's not the human race that I grew up in. I'm sure it's not the one you grew up in. And many of us watching this will feel the same way. What has been done to humanity? And I don't put it down to just not being dumbed down by TV. they are literally a different species at this point, many of them.
0: When you look at the role these celebrities immediately jump into around events like this, I would say that they're... You know they're they're fulfilling their function in in if we call it the matrix or uh, the control of human psyche along with Ariana who did stuff about lockdown with James Corden James yeah, yeah. James Corden incidentally I've got a a photo when I released my first book yeah and so I had all my friends oh you know. I'll read your book, Chris. I'll tell you if it's any good. I'm like, no, it, it, it's going to be good. I, I, I wouldn't release a rubbish book. It's, it's going to be a bestseller. And when I went through Heathrow Airport on my way to Hong Kong, which was where my book launch was because my, my story was in Hong Kong, uh, I was number 12 bestseller on the, on the list in WH Smiths. And I was one below Gary Neville, and one above James Corden. Now you've got to remember James Corden was just a, an incredibly talented guy, probably more talent I'm than I'm ever ever going to have. That's not in dispute, but he was still like a mediocre personality in in low-level British television. This is when James was relatively unknown and on his book cover he's it's literally doing this. A couple of things are interesting there first there was a tango advert that had james in many years ago and there's a lot of reference to the color orange in the circles that we're talking about and uh, allegedly again is because in numerology if you type it into a numerology calculator orange comes up as 33 observers there would say you know was this guy being groomed from a very young age for you know for for a bigger role and then in that Ariana Grande video she did with him, the very first scene of the video when they're like "lockdown is over, we're all well," there, there never was a lockdown, you know. The, it it and anyway, anyway, the very first opening shot, and I'm very big on opening shots. There's so much light symbolism in the beginning of films, in the beginning of uh, music video. It always like there's a light, you know, a, a symbolic of the uh light bearers and the very first shot in <laughs> ariana Harry, Harry grand and james gordon video was was a a stall of oranges just to take it one stage further there's a certain uh i, I won't say the full name
1: speaking of oranges you know there's a very powerful royal family uh regarding the colour orange in
0: the hot, in the Netherlands, who are behind a lot of these globalist institutions. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, the astronauts drank orange tang, which is what we had in the military. It's this fizzy orange powder. You add water and it's it's supposed to resemble orange juice. <laughs> it's pretty, it pretty. T- pretty but- it, tastes, it tastes like melted ice
1: lollies. It's the old thing. You know, where you're over the target when they, when the, you know, when the flak starts. It's the mm-hmm. same the old adage.
0: We'll come back to the wave function collapse, but what's what's your take then on the the, the death of these whales and 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 orcas, which used to be friendly towards human? There no, I don't think there was many like recorded attacks, but but in recent times, I think there 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 has been. What what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, orcas usually when they bite a human, it's by accident. They're wearing a, a wetsuit when it's. Uh, surfing and the orca thinks it's a black seal and they feed mostly on the seals so they're a- accidental orcas have a kind of a an ambivalent relationship with humans and the whales going oh, the, the whale what you call it hitting the beaches is off the scale at the moment i i have one thing that i point that on all these bloody wind turbines they're putting out in the in the seas. I think all that electromagnetic energy to animals like whales who are sensitive to EMF. And we know that for a fact because there's been studies done on whales when there's been certain uh, electromagnetic pulses from the sun even. It will affect their migration and confuse them. So I think you you see not only do they have those, you look at this one enormous bank of those things off the coast of uh, Liverpool and there's hundreds of them and they're colossal. Not only do you have each one of them with an electric motor uh spinning, you know, and dropping its de- and spilling its diesel oil and killing millions of birds, but it's also got those heavy cables, those, you know, running it under the water and, and that's becoming a big thing now. They're putting more and more high voltage, high ampage cables under the sea. And I think that I think that's what's doing it, mm. because it's only really taken off since they started building these massive offshore wind farms, as they ironically call them, bird-killing, bird-annihilating bird uh, zones. Mm. And I think it's the animals being destroyed by that.
0: Thomas, I'm really fascinated in... in. Uh, I've been listening to a chap this morning when I was in the sauna uh, talking about the cyclic nature of... the possible cyclic nature of humanity. So he was saying that every 5,000 years we kind of, like, reinvent ourselves. I didn't uh, kind of... I didn't kind of get why whether that's through some catastrophe or the fact that we're so dumb we 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 just destroy ourselves and then something comes again when we're talking about like en- energy or the green agenda and 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 renewable and en- I really question like is it all nonsense while we keep taking the ore out of the ground out of the rocks um, something that really can't be put back in because that process takes, I don't know, millennia if that's the right word or, or millions of years for this... Cri- and we're just sapping it out, you know, sucking it out of the rocks in smelters. With respect to the cyclic nature of humanity, are we really getting it wrong? Do we not need to get to a point where, like the animals, we don't destroy our own environment?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you say. Uh, But the thing is, the problem is corporations want profits ASAP. They don't want to wait. Now, we could continue burning fossil fuels, even with our population and our economy. The issue is we don't use technology properly. Okay, so you take, you say you you live in a town that has 10,000 people and you are currently running off a power station that boards oil or coal or gas or whatever, right? And you say, we're going to switch over to wind power and then and electric cars. And as you said, all that does is transfer fare the burden of the resource onto something other way. And, and look, it hides it in a way, okay? W- w- we should be living in super insulated houses where you need almost no heating, almost none, Okay. So you, you you know if if you were to get a, you you can literally build a house where the heat from your own body is enough to heat it up, but you know but that will they do that? No, because there's no money in it for, for renewables for 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 corporations and pulling the stuff out of the ground and putting a price on it. They can't play with it. That's a big thing. We could solve all this tomorrow if we just have lived in really well insulated houses. Now I know the 15 minute city thing gets a bad rap, and I agree with the whole thing of locking people in an area is disgusting and evil however you, let's take the united states up until the rise of the motor car in the united states they had an incredible public transport system that was based around a thing called interurbance they were electric trains that took you even from the remotest countryside into the middle of the city center chicago was remarkable for this so people could live in indiana wisconsin you know, Illinois, and take a high-speed electric train, in a small one, into the city center of Chicago, go about their work, and then go back to their countryside. The original underground lines for London, that's where you get the name Suburban from, Suburbitan, they were all laid out to the countryside, and the original idea was you could have a good quality of life in somewhere like you know, outside London, and then and commute into the city centre, and do you get get be out in that crap asap and get home? That still is an amazing system to me. I still think that's a very wordy system. The problem is that the oil companies in America, Standard Oil and Goodyear, both bought up all these interurban systems in America, and this came out in federal court, and they destroyed them. They didn't. They they went in and destroyed the unions. They, they destroyed the track, the infrastructure until it was a major accident and replaced them all with badly run bus systems. And buses have never been a good form of public transport and and private cars. So they could sell tire, tires, oils and automobiles. And this came out in federal court. They were fined one dollar, believe it or not, for that. And this has been repeated all over the world. You go through many British cities, there's a motorway smashed right through it that has actually wrecked the fabric of the city. Look at Birmingham and for instance and Bradford. And this is a, these are anti-human ways of living. The way it was done in the past, I'm talking about the ni- before the nineteen fifties, where you had a decent electric based public transport system that allowed you a good life in a country village or a country town. And then you only had to commute an hour in every day and an hour back, or even less, was the way to do it. And I think that would be the, that would be another, like, along with a heavily insulated houses, that would be another way. And let people have their petrol cars. The petrol car is much less demanding of, you know, carbon, you know, biocarbons than, um, uh, and the, the the electric car. The problem with the electric car, is the number one problem with the electric car is it's still a feckin' car. It will still require all kinds, you know, it'll still be, it'll still take up all, cause traffic jams. It will still cause all this stuff. Cars should be for something that people use on the weekend or go to the shops or visit their friends. They shouldn't be your main form of commuting. And that's the main problem with the car thing. If they could build decent public infrastructure, that wouldn't require a car to go to work. We'd solve that problem. And if they insulated houses to the nth degree, like they they they, they can they can do and have been able to do for it since the seventies, they should do that. But no, it's all about the corporate turnover. You know, we can move from pet petroleum, we can move into lithium. It's the same thing. The same corporations are wrecking our world. And I agree with you that as the way things were going was not sustainable, but it wasn't the fault of petroleum, it wasn't the fault of the combustion engine, it wasn't the fault of cars or drivers or anything. It was the fault of everything. A lot of it was bureaucratic. Bureaucrats should have been insisting on houses being built properly with high insulation and should have insisted. Number one process, project in every town should be have a, a, a fantastic public transport system like they, did, like they have in Japan. Like they do have in many countries and some countries they actually do have these systems that do work amazing. And, uh, and that's the problem solved. And people still have cars. They still have their freedom, but they're not, they're not, it, it's a give and take thing. It's, and another thing too, that gets my gets on my wick is why don't they just plant trees? If carbon dioxide is genuinely a problem, they can just plant billions of trees, which is a renewable thing. again, there's no money in it because you have to wait for a, a you know, a, a pine tree or whatever to reach 30 years old before it can be harvested and and or and an oak tree even longer. Corporations can't waste, wait that long. So there's no money in planting forests. And that's the problem. It's a really a simple problem to solve. But, of course, corporations and, and corrupt politicians, as usual, the problem.
0: Thomas, we should go back and... Um, Because we touched on it, and I'm sure people are keen to know. So what is wave function collapse?
1: This world we live in, okay, is basically a mirage. It's basically a consensus reality that each one of us through our nervous system have agreed upon. So basically what, you know, what your experience and what I'm experiencing isn't actually real as such. It's kind of like a movie that we're making inside our heads and then we're collectively piling it together. Things like the Maya in Hinduism and Vedic thing, that's all true. All that stuff is true. And quantum theory and quantum physics has been shown to be the most rigidly tested um, form of science because it's so out there. But every but it always it always comes back solid. The results come back solid. So it's real and of course the famous double slit experiment where you can look at a, a when a particle sits alone until you look at it, it it come becomes a wave proves it that everything is observer the observer effect what we observe we we don't really know if there's anything behind our eyes we really don't know there could be nothing behind there and uh, it could that's you know it's only when we turn around we see things and as incredible as that is i mean they the, most of the nobel prizes in recent decades have been given for this kind of stuff in fact the one that was given last year was for two physicists who came up with the concept of retro, quantum retro causality to show that you can even change the past if you don't want it. If you don't like the past, you can actually think and make it not happen. And this kind of, and it doesn't, it didn't exist. It didn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't come into things. But we're living in a world that I believe was a result of a massive shift in consciousness that cre- created a quantum wave. It jumps up. Okay, a wave of wave has a cycle. Where it goes up and it goes down. Okay, and this is what happens in quantum physics when you observe something. The wave becomes when you lose interest in it. The wave collapses. Now the wave that we're living in, I believe, happened on nine eleven, September eleven, two thousand and one, when for the first time in history, most of the world's consciousness and emotions are a very powerful part of this because that's what amplifies, attenuates, and causes the human nervous system to create this thing, okay? And the whole world went into a state of shock, watching these horrible events in New York and Lower Manhattan. That wave function was going, was the world we lived in and led to all those wars in the Middle East and all the nonsense we ever had ever since. It's now collapsing. Now, when a wave collapses... There seems to be evidence that chaos ensues in that, like reality falls asunder. And I believe that the wave has been collapsing since about late 2019. And that's why we've had the whole 2020, 2023 carry on and how people just seem different. Reality seems different. We don't even have proper people know if they're men or women anymore. We have all these other kinds of things. Now, back to the, and that wave function is collapsing. And that's why we're seeing all this insanity around us, this strangeness around us, this, this incomprehensibility. I even do believe there's definitely something to that, what they call the Mandela, the Mandala, the Mandela effect. We'll get to that in a bit. OK, but I think that that actually is real. I think there's definitely real that. It also explains many other things like people we've known for years suddenly change personality. And that's been people, a lot of people have been known that, noticing that big time lately. Your friend mentioned earlier on that videos are watching about the cyclical nature of reality. Well, I'm a pagan and Indo-European pagans believe that everything comes in certain cycles. That's just normal. okay? so you have major cycles that would be like the five thousand one he talked about or maybe longer, shorter Remember, time is actually not real. We only, we know that or we only perceive time as an artificial construct. It doesn't actually exist. The clock speed of your brain and my brain are completely different. We've just agreed upon this twenty-four hour clock. Again, consensus reality. But you have things like the, the yugas in Hinduism, where at the end of the yugas and the new cycle begins, absolute chaos takes place. Now we're coming to the end of the Kali, the Kali Yuga, which is probably. No, I noticed there's people that say it's not going to happen over a hundred thousand years, but even there's many there's many there's many gurus now in India and and Swamis who now say the Kali Yugas now and it's happening because of technology and the the rise of social media and sped up everything really fast. We've we've moved for, our consciousness has shot forward a hundred thousand years in time just because of things like social media and the way that technology has taken over. And I agree with that because about 10 years ago, I wrote that Ali, uh, that Alistair Crowley's Aeon of Horus had ended prematurely uh, because of th- technology and the internet and things like the rise of paganism and so on like that. It, it, it wasn't relevant anymore. Now, if you look at this, you have the Kali Yuga saying at the end of the world, there'll be a, a, a absolute, not the end of the world, the end of the cycle, that's the Christian thinking, the end of the cycle, there'll be complete and utter degeneracy that everything that we've held as basically natural law will fall asunder. The same thing happens in *The Ragnarok, where they use the allegories of the old gods to project, portray the same thing, and the some of the old gods have to die for the new reality to come forward. And there's even a thing in Irish mythology called the Babe's prophecy. The Babe is the Morrigan, the the Raven goddess, who 3,500 years ago she issued a prophecy about a time come where men would be women, and they would not take lovers outside their homes. in evil times seas without produce, fish without harvest. Before it would all begin again. And so we have all these things in paganism that tell us that there's always going to be a new cycle. But before it happens, it falls asunder. Everything collapses. And that's what's happening right now. Everything that was normal in 2018 has all been taken from us. But more importantly, everything that was very normal in 2000 has all been gone. You watch news reports from the day before 9-11. It's like looking at a different planet. So I believe that we're entering a new cycle of consciousness Now, it's not like one day we wake up and everything is wonderful. Remember, it's a wave. It collapses slowly, and then it begins slowly. The cycles don't go on and off, you know, so remember that. But I do believe we're entering into this new wave function. Those of us who are able to see, like what you were saying when you saw the videos of the Coast Guard earlier on, are already moving into this because you're realizing that something's not you know the rules that I was taught in school don't apply anymore. What I taught was my lifestyle growing up is not the same. Well, those of us who are like that now are moving into the new one. Those of us who are like, "Oh, yeah, you know, my son is forty seven genders, and I'm raising him to be a woman they're they're they they're, they're dying with the old one they're dying with the old uh, collapsing wave function, so it's actually a positive thing for people like us, but a horrible thing. If you're married or you love someone who's still living in that old world and believing all the nonsense, I'd love to know. I wouldn't love to know, but I'm sure there are many people broke up during the lockdowns because they suddenly had to stare each other in the face and say, you know, I may marry to you, I may be like you, but I'm, I may love you, but I'm not like you. And this kind of thing. And what, I would think people like us and your own show and your listeners and my people, we're all looking at the world and going, oh, I, I'm, I'm not like what they talk, they say is normal. I'm not what I'm not what's on the BBC. That's not my world. I don't relate to that. And that's because we're on, we're, we're on the, the way of pulling out of it. I completely, I can say this with complete conviction. I'm not even just like th- to theorizing it. I know it in my
0: heart. Yes. Are you familiar with the concept of um, it's weak times create weak men? And by men, I include women. And then the weakness in society or the depravity gets so bad that life starts to become tough when you, yeah. for example, locked in your home or you, uh, you know, you, you you can't go out the door without 70 TV cameras on you. And, you and, did it. and as a product of life getting into this almost Orwellian hardness, then tough people develop and tough people guys create easier is it is it something like that thomas
1: i don't know who said it i think it was voltaire don't quote me i might be wrong Mm. but uh, he said that all civilizations begin stoic and end epicurean meaning they all start with hard times and end with with good times Mm. and that's exactly what we're living through now and I think, yeah, the only way out of this is a Stoic thing. And I don't mean that necessarily through revolutionary acts or violence or anything. It's just, you know, the, the, the most powerful word in the English language is no. And, you know, to, to look at the world that's being presented to us right now and saying, no, nope, I'm not having it. I'm not going there. Sorry, that's that's stoicism. That's the that's that's it. It's just like no, I can't deal with that. The conviction to say no to something, even though it may alienate you from your from your peers. There's a there's a word in the Irish language. In fact, I've been using that. My friends and I have been using a lot lately called Mishnach. and it means the courage to go forward, regardless of the actual the 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 effects it has on your life, because you know it's right. Just the courage to go forward and the the, the the not even courage the drive you have to do it it has to be done and the story and uh anyone who was any, a, a service person in the world knows that that's a reality you're not you know the whole thing i think it was kipling again ours is not the wonder why that kind of thing there's an element of that too where because the, the gods are saying are opening to walk the doors for us and they're saying you have to walk through and those with the courage and conviction, and I don't even like using courage because it's not really courage. It's more a, a fortitude would be a better word of tenacity to walk through are, 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 are going to have to do it. It's happening already. And you have a situation where you have, you see photographs on, on news sites where you see a couple and they have a four year old child and they're, they're non binary child. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, what, what is wrong with you? And the reality is they're collapsing with the previous wave function where all it would take for one of those parents to say, no, it's a four year old. It doesn't. I, I didn't even know who I was until I was in my 20s. That's, it, most of us don't even learn who we are until we're in our 40s. You know, it takes time. A four year old can't tell what they are. No, you're not doing this to our child. And then but there's, there's so few of them that do that. Well, maybe there is, but we don't hear about them. Mm. And what does that cause? It might end a marriage. It might cause social, you know, pain. It might cause people call you names. But that's the kind of tenacity, the stoic, stoic tenacity needed these days to to walk away. I'm a great believer in a parallel society and people saying, look, I had enough of that crap. We've already built a par- an alternative media and it's, it's it's been fantastic to be successful when you think about it, especially here in Ireland. I mean, the, the alt media here in Ireland has been incredible. It's actually got the government in a state, of you know, in, in pieces. And we've, we've been very good here. We boxed clever and stuff like that. We've been kept a smile on our face, and we haven't acted like uh, hysterical about it. But that's how it's got to be. And uh, it's the only way out of this nonsense. And uh, the, the greatest word is no. And at a time when things are falling asunder, you know, say no and say no. It, it's got. It's not. This is the the what the zeitgeist has failed, and I'm not going along with it anymore. And that's true. What you just said, good times and bad times, is exactly it.
0: Yes, I I really like the work of Robert Sepper. I'm I'm, I'm guessing you must have come across him.
1: I, I've seen his odd videos. I'm not. I don't. I haven't really looked at much on him. Yeah. so but I'm not going yeah. to comment on a man's work if I don't know it. But yeah, I, I I'm aware of it. I know he's very popular.
0: It's a great book I recommend to anyone that Robert wrote. It's this one here. It's uh, 1666, Redemption Through Sin. It kind of Robert really lays out very well how how the last 400 years have landed us where we are now. And not to go deep into that now, but one of the things about the all this transgender stuff, And the tattoos, you know, why is it everyone's getting covered in tattoos now? And why is it like the Instagram is, you know, this, it should be called fake gram. It's, it's really so wrong. I mean, little example, if I put a picture of me in my old military uniform, oh my God, it it gets so ridiculously liked. The fact that I'm part of the military industrial complex, which essentially is really, really bad. That this is the level of thinking of the of the masses now whereas if i put a a spiritual video about you know h- how to make a connection with something bigger here and actually fulfill your dreams be a much more balanced happier yeah, nah, <laughs> that that gets you know uh, minimal but the, i think i think the reason we're seeing this is um the 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 controllers, if we can call them that, they they want people locked into the birth certificate identity. They want people locked into the five senses. They actually believe in that this is Chris and I'm so important and I'm an egomaniac and I've got a you know YouTube channel and I drive this car and I'm going for this job position. Did it and. It, 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 if I can take a, 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 a scriptural reference and folks know we're not getting all religious here. I'm just saying that one of the interpretations of um, Jesus on the cross or, or, or or Yeshua was that he had the, the five wounds before he ascended um, to something higher. And, so he had the crown of thorns, one. He had the spike through his hands, three, through his feet, four. And then the Roman uh, centurion comes up right at the end and sticks the, the spear into his ribcage, five. And uh, it, it it's been said this is allegory for overcoming the five senses, this 3D realm where, you know, it all becomes all oh, this technology and materialism and living in our anger and our bitterness and our uh, jealousy and and greed and da 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 that it's not it's not until we transcend this this realm that, that we associate with our five senses. So you take out the five senses that you you know you 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 make this all important spiritual connection. And if the powers that be, whether they're, you know, multi trillion corporations or pharmaceutical or what if, if they can keep people in this lower self, this low vibrational state, um, then it's just it's a win-win, it's it's like a, a win win situation for them, Thomas, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree with it's, all of that. I think that's a very interesting allegory about the five wounds of Christ. Mm-hmm. I like that.
0: There's another one if you're interested, it's also the david and goliath to over yeah. over to defeat your nemesis which is basically your your ego david ping five stones at goliath allegorical of taking out the five se- taking out your five senses and then the the sixth stone i think it was hits him in the forehead i activating the pineal gland fascinating stuff um yeah that,
1: that 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 wouldn't be my thing as being a pagan i'm quite hostile to christianity i don't mean to ins-
0: this is not christianity i, know, this I is- know what you
1: mean it's symbolism yeah but i'm just saying that uh, even the whole bible and stuff like that and i'm not your audience or yourself i don't mean to dis. i'm not disparaging your fate or anything like mm-hmm. that people's fate i just want to make that known it's just that i've studied this stuff long enough and been around long enough to know that just about everything in christianity was stolen from paganism and there's the story of this concept of redemption, and redemption means rejuvenation, really, through suffering as a common motif. You have Orpheus in the underworld. You have the Od- Odin at the yeah, Yggdrasil tree. You have um, all kinds of things, Osiris in the underworld, and it goes on and on, and you've got to be very careful with this stuff because, you know, one of the great, one of the great tragedies, catastrophes, I might add, and this is not to disparage anyone else's work yeah. of the all seeing is that it's it, it, co- it comes too much from the christian american bible belt and if they see lots of things decoding this or decoding that it's always a christian thing we have to remember that an overwhelming number of our ancestors were not christians they had a view of the world that wasn't derived from the middle east and they had their own allegories and their own things and my above that i've been important in my life to try and convey this to people now uh i grew up in a country that was torn to by religion so my my by christianity in particular so my my image of christianity is pretty negative to begin with mm. even though they'll say oh ireland wasn't really it was it really was you know that that's a lie they say it was just politics no at the fundamental level it was religion and uh christianity so we have you know i've all been very careful about that stuff you know but an allegory is a, is a good allegory if it works. Like I do like that one about the five points. I definitely, I definitely like that. Uh, you got uh, anything? But I think the alt media has to move beyond the Bible now, and unfortunately, it seems to be getting really big again. And I think people need to go and understand. Look at the pagan, the pre-Christian stuff to fully understand it. Because if people did, they'd realize that Christianity was the first great reset. I know it's going to shock a lot of people. But you're, you, the world was a much more diverse place before the four Gospels. And that was basically became the blueprint to enslave everybody in the Romans. Well, the Roman Christian system, not, not mm-hmm. the Roman pagan system. And it's it's basically done that. And you, you can have a physical slavery where you're sort of like a where you're driven off the land in the name of God, manifest destiny in the United States. That kind of thing, or the extermination of European pagans in the, you know, by the, the early Roman Empire, Christian Empire, and you can also have a mental way of doing it, and a mental way of doing it is not saying, you know, I know, I'm not saying you're like this or any of your listeners are like this. I'm saying it's very good to touch on numerous sources. You know, unfortunately, in alt media, too many people use the Bible as some kind of reference. Uh, it's not our book. It's the first four books of the Torah. It's a Middle Eastern text. We're Western and Northern Europeans. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it being the Torah. I'm just saying that's, that doesn't come from our spiritual background. In the same way, Hinduism, both, both Hinduism and European paganism comes from the Indo-European root. One went south to India and became Vedic, and the other one went north to Europe and became European paganism. So that was our root. Semitic, the Semitic paganism was a different thing altogether, which Judaism came from. So I, I would ask, you know, I hear people saying things, I a classic one, right? This one, you know, all the photographs, the celebrity, the hand in their eye like that. And you see them saying, oh, that's that's a sign of the Illuminati. That means the Illuminati. And no, it doesn't. That's a European folk magic thing called a magic which means to ward off the evil eye. I do it myself. It's a very big thing in Southern Europe. Uh, If you have one eye showing, you're less likely to be fascinated and attacked by people who have malicious intention towards you because they need two eyes to do it. This is why, and this is, uh, you see, this is the thing. They take stuff that they use themselves and use it against us. You ever seen a a picture of a a king on a queen on a coin? It only ever shows one side, the profile of the head. So they're doing all this stuff, by telling, but then feeding out the alt media. Oh, if you do this, I should a Christian thing. It's a sign of the devil and this kind of thing. Our, our ancient pagan ancestors and our folk, folkish ancestors, or even the pagan times, used those things because it was. They knew they had powerful magical protection, and they've taken that. They've taken that thing around now, like this one that wards off the devil. That that's what that means. Wards off evil, not the devil. The devil is a Christian creation; it doesn't exist. But uh, that word, that 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 thing there, invoking the power of Pan, the the god, the horn god Pan, this kind of thing, and they have twisted stuff around, and they say, oh, I can't listen to I can't listen to Black Sabbath anymore because Ronnie James Dio is doing this. God, man, what are you, a Puritan living in the sixteen hundreds? You know, so people have to be very careful. Research, look at those things you're looking at, and look at everything. But don't nail the colours to one mast.
0: And I would always see my grandmother when I was a little kid, you know, with her holding my hand and walking down the street. She would see someone and go, what's that? And eventually learned that it was called the Maloik. And the Maloik was, you know, someone's giving us the evil eye, so she's giving it protection against the evil eye. I say to everyone, you know, you never put all your chips on one square because to become an enlightened individual, you you have to be able to hold two opposing thoughts in your head, not necessarily believe in either. Can I just clarify, Tom? I wasn't talking anything about Christianity or religion. Religion.
1: Know, I know you weren't. I was just saying it for yeah. the audience. But
0: another because
1: one. I, to, I wanted to segue something, and I didn't want to insult people.
0: Yeah, this this is one that's absolutely essential if you want to understand script. You notice I say scripture, I don't say Bible. Um, and what it is, this is a decode folks the actual scripture whether it's uh, you know old testament or new is it's all a decode if you've got if you know what 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 the allegory therein um you know uh, represents so there's an also there's there's another great book i think it's called god god made man and What it's saying is all this scripture, forget like the Roman Catholicism or the corruption of the Bible, Christ Christ means Christo, the anointed one. It's talking about serotonin and DMT, nothing to do with a human being. That's why I say he was actually called Yeshua, which a lot of Christians don't want to hear, but it's all, all allegory for the biochemical mechanisms that take place within our body as we move um, to make this stronger connection and when we go back to like nikola tesla who says if you want to understand the se- unlock the secrets of the universe you need to understand energy frequency and vibration so just to give people a very simple idea, how how does that story about the, you know, the five senses, da, da, da. So if everything's energy, fe- frequency, and vibration, and we are a product of our thought, I think, I believe they call it thought forms.
1: You, that's scary. You read my mind. I was just going to go into that.
0: <laughs> so I do my best to control the outcome in, in my reality. and And so it starts in the morning when I jog around the block um it's nothing to do with like fitness although you know you, you naturally get fit but it's about getting air in my lungs oxygenating my body re resetting the mind then i come back hot shower cold shower or a, i'm lucky i've got a sauna now and a plunge pool um stimulate the vagus nerve like like the hunter gatherers that went went before us very much uh, i love my body when it's ph neutral or alkaline because i physically like i buzz like like i've taken a pill or something i can just sit here and listen to my guests and just be it's it, it's it's something it's something you you can't put into words unless you you know experience it and then i take time out in my day just to forget the nonsense remind myself the past doesn't exist because we can't go there and do anything and the, nor does the future. So we literally have this, whether it's a simulation, whatever in the now. And what's that's enabled me to do is trigger the serotonin and DMT again, in scriptures, they call it the milk and honey, the land of like the paradise. It's helped me trigger the paradise within Make a connection to the all, the everything, the everything that the the um, there ever was, and transcend this this meat suit, as people refer to it.
1: Well, uh, but we we need the meat suit too. We need the ego too. You know, you don't hmm. destroy it. You 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 use it as a learning device, as a navigational device.
0: Thomas, it trips me up all the time, though. You know, I'm, <laughs> I know, mean, oh,
1: well, but that's, that's the. That's the price we pay for mortality.
0: Yes. It, it, and you know
1: something, you know something, Chris, it's supposed no. to triple something.
0: Yes, I believe reaching like the it's referred to as the 12th dimension is when it no longer does. And I think few individuals and again, we're talking allegory and, and symbolism, but it's not, I, you know, did Prince Siddhartha ever live? I have no idea. But I do know the story of the Buddha is about someone who grew up in this poverty uh, or in this uh, luxurious richness in a palace. And that when he realized that the world was suffering, he went on this quest. And I look at my life, which has been going on a quest, whether that's substances, travel, military, mental health. youtube videos books to du it it's kind of brought me full circle to oh my god i, I think like the buddha <laughs> i didn't need to leave home i just never had a guide um although i think you possibly only get here through uh through experience so yeah i just wanted to clarify that and i'm pretty sure in the pagan world they they tapped into this energy that i'm talking about thomas you know they
1: that they invented it. It was the Christians who got it later. But yeah, Plato had a theory of forms that everything is like everything in the universe never existed until it was thought about. So you know, there's a primal chair that you're sitting on. There's a primal car. It all was thought in the mind. So that's that's the basic of magic. And I'd like to bring in two non-Christian references that your your audience might appreciate. One is uh, the the Bhagavad Gita, which is the ancient uh, Hindu Vedic script. And there's a passage in that called the Despondency of Arjuna, which is a uh, takes around the, the 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 symbol of Prince Arjuna. He's at the battlefield of Purawashta three and a half thousand years ago, and then his war chariot beside him is Krishna, the god. And uh, King, Prince Arjuna looks upon the, the opposing armies, and suddenly is struck by this sense of compassion and guilt and misery. It's like, why are we all killing each other? Why is this happening? Why are we doing this? And Krishna goes on this amazing dialogue to say, "None of this is real. None of this is real. This is purely an experience that you're having and your mortal plane in order to construct the universe and and it, it, what happens here today is irrelevant for your soul because it's 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 within a different domain you can't you're putting a square peg in a round hole, trying to put your soul into this. And then he finished with the famous words fight, Arjun, or fight, which is an allegory for you have to go about this life. As crappy as it can be, as shitty mistakes it can be, you have to go. You have to go about it. Another reference, I want to just jump in there. If people go to my Beyond Room 313 channel, there's a video, a film I made called Who Stole the All Father. And I will prove conclusively to you that Jesus Christ is actually the God Odin. And uh, the the the, the the Christian Church invented the crucifix only about a thousand years ago now that that's what ties into your whole thing of uh, a symbolism because that's why they did it because they knew there was powerful symbols in it that they could use to actually reach people but um I'll prove conclusively to watch that video that that odin was uh, Odin was Jesus they just turned the cross the right way up and the, uh, but there was the same story yeah. of him. Exactly the same, because it was the only way they were ever going to get Christianity into Northern Europe, where there was a rich, deep religion anyway. And this is how Christianity became our religion, because they took existing pagan traditions and pagan gods and goddesses, and we branded them as saints and so on. And then after a few hundred years, suddenly everyone had forgotten that they were pagan. That's just a, a digression there. It's called Who Stole the All-Father on the Beyond Room 313 channel. It's not an attack on Christianity, not at all. Just watch it and just make mm-hmm. your own mind
0: up the old Testament. So I think people don't understand. Moses is just another Jesus figure folks, or, or, uh, you know, he's got his staff. It represents righteousness. Um, When he gets upset and he throws it and it turns into a snake. That's the, it represents the Kundalini rising, this biochemical mechanism that takes place when, when you, you know, when you get high on life, basically. And, what does he do? He leads the Israelites. Israelite means the awakened one. It's not. This is going to upset people. It's not about a nationality or a geography. It means the awakened one. He leads them from Egypt. Egypt. Go to the sacred book of scriptures, the dictionary. It tell you lower self. What we're talking about: living in your, um, you know, living in the the three D dimension, the matrix, the. He leads them from their lower self into their higher self, aka the land of milk and honey, serotonin and and um, and DMT. And you you're, you're going to find this story just repeating. I'm pretty sure in every culture throughout history, from the you know the the enlightened ones. I'm not talking about Illuminati now. I'm talking about like the i i think it's just like a you know it's just the coded way to find the paradise in your own life and i hold my hand i'm a very novice at this but i i i do believe i'm fifth dimension where i no longer look at this material realm as being able to create my uh, you know my peace of mind um, so I'm not like trying to wake people up all the time and getting cross when they don't want to listen. Although I'm human. <laughs> it does happen. Well, on... can, I, can,
1: I, can I play the devil's advocate in that? I do mm. like these kinds of allegories, right? And you're saying that the allegory could be seen as the Exodus being a kind of a way to away from kind of a base state to some kind of enlightened state. Mm. Well, firstly, that, that, that screams of elitism to me. Uh the Israelis are already declaring themselves as a better human being than the, the ancient Egyptians. The same ancient Egyptians who built the pyramids and the monuments of the Giza Valley and who had a very deep, complex religion were now being taught. Now, I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm saying what the story is saying. Mm. This is how I'm reading from devil's advocate, right? This I know I'm a pain in the ass, but this is how I am as a person. Mm. That I'm seeing a, a degradation of the great, the greatness of ancient Egypt, of being transformed into Basically, a tribe. Now, I'm not putting down people's re- tribes or religions or races here, but how do you reconcile that ancient wisdom? I'm not saying you. I mean, as gent in general, with the book the, the 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 Old Testament, which is basically nothing more than a sectarian, murderous outpouring in the devotion of a psychopathic demon named Jehovah. How do you reconcile that with all the slaughters, genocides, gloating rapes? King David getting his wife by collecting a hundred foreskins from Philistines that he killed. How, how? Where's the wisdom in that? You see, see, New Agey people. I'm not saying you're one or anyone. Very, they love to take the nice cuddly stuff from the Bible. But most of the Bible, if you were to read the Old Testament, you would be absolutely shocked by the barbarity of it. It is literally uh, the the memoirs of a psychopathic demon, and yet the same people who go, oh, rising up and the Kundalini. I'm not saying you, but I mean, they don't take time to just really sit back and look. And I'm not being sold the crock of shit here by I... yet another Christian push, cult, pushing their cult through some system. Mm. Now, I'm saying we have, this is why I'm saying we ought to be very careful and we all make mistakes along the way and we all have to learn things. God knows I've made many of them. But I, I think Balance is a fantastic thing in this life, you know. And I think that's the true wisdom. And saying, okay, that story could be true about the rising of the the, the upper the upper growth, but there's another story too. There's also the ancient paganism behind uh, Judaism, which is quite very interesting. And that became all the devils and demons. And you know, you wonder, am I? You know, like it's it. it I'm I I like I want to convey this stuff without hurting people's feelings but ultimately I can't because, well, maybe that's that's the whole purpose, that it, there's it being challenged and debate. I don't want to fall out with people. I don't want to hurt people. But the fact is, I, I have a friend in Ireland who sent me something recently, and it was all about Mary Magdalene, and biblical codes, and she's a beautiful human being, and I, I love her to bits, but she's caught up in all this stuff. And she's she's gone to the point now where she hasn't, she does not acknowledge the badness of anything. Everything is love and light. And I couldn't even have the conversation with you that I'm having with, or with her. I couldn't have it with her after you now. Because she's gone so, she doesn't understand she's gone to the dark side. And the dark side is believing everything is wonderful too. You know, so we have to be, you know, you said earlier on about you were in the military industrial complex and all this. But that does, I'm not bothered by that. I I think if people want a career in soldiering, I think that's an honorable thing. I don't have a problem with that at all. It's not their fault that they're, they're used by the machine. There's always been warriors since the beginning of time. And I think that always appeals to people at some level. But I think, you know, I think we have to be so careful. I mean, I've done it myself of finding a concept that gels with us. I like that. I'm in with that, you know. I think it's always you. You all have to constantly remind yourself: it's about the journey and not the destination.
0: It comes down to something called gnosis. Um, gnosis was actually a, a philosophy practice. I think it was by the ascends, which were like a, a group of scholars. Some people call it a sect. It was Greek. It was Greek paganism before that. It's actually a Greek pagan. Yeah, and in just in essence, folks, gnosis is once you know yourself. You know the universe.
1: As it says at the temple of Apollo, at temple of Delphi, at the temple of Apollo in Delphi, yeah. know thyself. Mm. Absolutely the most
0: beautiful phrase ever made. This is the knowledge of the ancients that probably goes back, if we think in these cycles that we're talking about, it goes back for all eternity and it will continue for all eternity. And so I can see where people struggle like I haven't talked about Christianity, religion at all in this whole conversation. When 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 I have this conversation, so people are struggling to grasp what I'm saying from their own reality. So they're whacking their anchors in, which is their their life experience, and going, Yeah, but just, and, and that's exactly what happened with my friend here in Ireland. Yeah. It's
1: like I'm eventually saying to them, Look, I love you to bits. But we're in two different worlds here. So let's just stick with the love part.
0: Your friend, I mean, obviously, I don't know her situation. Um, but she could have something right here, Thomas. You see, love is the highest form of vibration. So if we're going back to the energy frequency and vibration, the Tesla thing. Love just is. When I go out the door in the morning, I say good morning to people. We live in such a broken Damaged, fractured matrix of a society that people can't say hello anymore. They will do anything to avoid eye contact. They'll get their phone out. They'll look down. It used to be when you went out jogging, someone jogged past you. I, uh, I, because you, it, it was an excuse to make human contact. If you're on the bike, you do it with bikers, but you don't do it with, it, it, it's just this crazy, silly, human frailty that, that that you know are failing that that we we buy into this can now why do I go out and say good morning is it because I'm like some sort of super no it's because a that's how I feel I I love all people even the the ones that seek to you know condemn me or, or to destroy me and my family and that's hard when when you know people you love that have been damaged by these you know but it's not that I'm a sissy or that I'm some sort of like weird hippie softy that that, no I'm a former Royal Marines commando I've passed the toughest military infantry training on the planet or arguably one of them I've been in combat I know what it's like to want to kill a fellow human being and to you know get shot at the da 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 it's it's that I've transcended all that because I want better for me because I was drinking myself to death um, and for my child, because I realise the, the enormity of the evil that is against these kids now. And if you didn't get it from the last three years, you you got some work to do. You know, there are people in high places. Again, a scriptural reference, nothing to do with religion. It's, ours is not a fight of flesh or blood. It's with principalities in high places, meaning in the realm above us, which which I've now entered, although I don't profess to be, you know, like a fucking wizard or something. I'm I'm a novice with all of this, but I get it. You're not going to hear me now slagging off a fellow human being. Why? Because that's the challenge the universe presents me, that when I'm feeling angry or bitter, that's the universe saying, Chris, why do you feel like that? And how are you going to resolve it? So when I go out, Thomas, and I say good morning to people, imagine if that person I've just said good morning to was on their way home to commit suicide. So lonely, so depressed, so detached from reality. They've been locked in their houses. They don't even go to work now. They've got to do it on a a Zoom thing while drinking wine out of a coffee mug so their colleagues don't realize that their alcohol problems spiraled out of control. Well, you know, they got kids running down that they're letting down and they're clipping around the ear and, and they hate that because it's not. it's. And what's happened? Some guy just came by and said, hello. I've acknowledged them. And I like it when, you know, people say. So they go home and they don't commit suicide and they smile and they think, do you know what? I'm so happy. I have phoned that friend that I haven't spoke to for ages or I, maybe I fell out with them about something and, and this is the, the thought form creation of reality. It's the knock-on effect. And if I could get people to be where I am, which is love, then you won't be subject to these higher dimensional um, uh, influences, which are very well controlled by people on this earth. Believe me, you know, you oh, yeah. you you send millions off to a war and let them get you're not a good person right but they're controlling the energy um and i say to people look live where i'm I, i'm not afraid of anything i mean yeah i mean i've got a few hu- i'm hu- human you know i, I don't really want to get in a fist fight today i'm probably going to get beaten up you know but I'm a perfect sovereign representation of the universe, not human being. That sounds egotistical and big head. No, I mean, so no one's going to frighten me with a health narrative. Absolutely not. Especially when you haven't got ill for 20 years because of the way you chose to live your life, which completely contradicts the mainstream narrative. And nobody talks about this, right? So, So this is it uh Thomas and what I found is it's such a great place to be and I it it's you talk synchronicity do you know the book that I've got on my my bedstand at the moment I, I can't even I can never say the name the Baha vita the right the bag-ba-vita. you know do you know what yeah. I was thinking about when I was running this morning the story of good and evil in Star Wars and yeah. what's the back the the Darth Vader isn't it Vader vedic it's it's you know is that not a reference to the ancient the ancient fight of good and evil in the universe? And, 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 yeah, it's incredible, Thomas. And I'm not new age. I'm like eternal. I'm like the oldest, <laughs> the oldest guy uh, ar- around. And and I want I I I would invite anyone to come on this kick, but I'm never gonna like try and convince or fault because it it's. What I'm saying now will only make sense to some, and they'll go, Chris. I get you, man. I, and they will email me and say, "Thanks so much." Like at their this time in their life, Thomas, they needed to hear this. You know,
1: I'd 100% agree with all that. It's beautiful. I'd just call it natural law, but it's the same
0: thing exactly. Exactly. And what you're
1: saying about revolution is bang on because they don't call it revolution for nothing. You just come right back around to where you started. Mm. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I'm a great believer in the kind of consciousness insurgency that you start by going to work with yourself. I know that sounds weird. I don't mean in that kind of manner. But you basically begin with your own consciousness first. And we, if we all did that individually, we'd be living in a completely different reality. I know it. The problem is that we ex- we externalize ourselves to basically powerful psychopaths. Not all of us. I mean, the average person. And that's why people are so miserable and unhappy. What you said now is shocking. Suicide rates are off the scale all over the Western mm-hmm. world. And that's simply because, like what you said, no one says hello in the morning. Uh, you write right. Simple thing like that. To show, to, I make sure that I do that. I call every person either sir or madam, regardless of their job. If someone's washing streets, i call him sewer just as much as I would anyone else who was like a top director. And I, I I found that to be a very powerful thing in the last 10, 15 years to do that. You can see the change in people, you get treated better. You also take down the power of them at the top, this fake thing. And it also reinforcing the natural log chromosomes as well. So I've been finding it a very powerful, I have like, oh, hey, you know, the shopkeeper, she's Madam the, the guy's the janitor he's mad is sore, mm. and I found that a beautiful thing and like you said hello I found that a beautiful a beautiful help in my life uh, to get saved a person you're worthy you're worthy of being a sore you're worthy of being a madam
0: mm. and and when you're not you know you're doing the drinking the anxiety comes in because you your brain's all out of kilter and it starts you get something called rebound effect so then you drink to get killed you know and and I've, Thomas, I did that thirty five years. I mean, it's bloody a bit mad. Yeah, but you beat it. Do you,
1: you, you give yourself
0: credit too for saying that was a, that was my my
1: my hero's journey? You always give yourself credit for these things. I'm, I, I beat that. Thank it doesn't you. Doesn't matter. It's thirty five years or thirty five weeks. You still did it.
0: Thank you. Yes.
1: Never, 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 never play down your own fortitude in getting out of that that at
0: uh, the Mandela, folks, we've got to talk quickly because uh, we've got to get off this in in eight minutes. But basically, the Mandela effect came around when it was after um, President Nelson Mandela died. Instance occurred where a lot of people around the planet went, hang on, how come he's just died now? He he died like back in the 90s or or, or it was, a pre- you know, 10 years previous. And so many people were convinced of this thing that. I don't know if it's so much kicked off the ma- the the internet phenomenon, let's just call it that, of people looking at things that changed. And I'll give you an example and then I'll tell you what I think's going on. And then obviously I'll hand over to Thomas. So an example is I love bodybuilding. When I was in the Marines, I was really obsessed. Arnold Schwarzenegger was, was like my hero at the time and I, and I've I read all the, you know, pumping iron magazines and stuff. His best buddy for years was a, was a chap who later became a doctor, Dr. Franco Colombo. He was Italian. I believe Colombo is an Italian name. I haven't looked into that. Yes. I very much doubt his name was Colombo with a U on the end instead of a. It was always. When you see Arnold talk about him, ah. Oh, He's my good friend, Franco Colombo. He doesn't say Colombo. You can find stuff all over the internet about this guy where his name is spelt with the O. But of course, when this Mandela effect kicked off and I first looked into it, probably, I think it was about seven ish years ago now. And I'm like, what? They call hmm. him Colombo? No, no. I grew up with this guy. And, that it's almost as if they've erased all traces of this guy his name or they've even changed his book covers uh amazon his his videos and yet you can still find the odd reference with the o and this goes on for um so many things thomas doesn't it uh, like the ford logo a lot of people don't know on the ford logo on the cross of the F, there's a little squiggle, right? I don't know if that's after Mandela Effect or before. There's it's, Some of it is easy to disprove. People believe there were four, four people in the JFK uh, yeah. cavalcade car. No, there wasn't because we know that the guy in front, the senator, got shot with a magic bullet, right? And he wasn't the driver. And then – so we know – that some of it is, is what's referred to as false memory syndrome, where people have seen the JFK car in museum footage, where that car has four seats in it. And uh, another one was the um, Goldfinger, uh, the James Bond film. Everyone swears the girl that Jaws meets when he crashes in the cable car, she smiles at him. And the reason they fall in love is she has braces and he's got silver teeth, right? That, That was the one that did it for me. Yeah, but the thing is, there was also an advert that Richard Keel, who played Jaws, was in, where he smiled at a checkout girl. It was an advert for a bank card or a credit card, and she turns around and goes, and she smiles, and the checkout girl in this advert's got braces. So are people seeing that and then planting that memory in in the film? I will just finish, Thomas, by saying, I think... It's a very clever psyop. And I think it's just purposely designed to create more, you know, order out of chaos. But I'll 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 defer to you, Thomas.
1: Well, at first I said it's probably people remembering things wrong. Because they you know, they probably confuse Steve Biko with Nelson Mandela and then things like that. But the one that did it for, but then things started to happen over the years that I absolutely know are not false memory syndrome. One of the first one was Fruit of the Loom clothes. There was a corn on the on the logo of the label. There's always a picture I can remember a, a picture of a fruit beside a cornucopia. Now they're claiming that the cornucopia never existed. Nonsense! It was that was the that was their logo. Secondly, the the Jaws one does it for me. Now let's talk about what this is. I. Yes, it is a sci-up in a way because who can control the past? The future controls the past. We've now got the Nobel Prize won for quantum retro causality, which I spoke about, where you can literally not only change the past by saying it never happened, but also changing its effects in the future by erasing it in this quantum field. An example, now I'll give you an example of it. When the thing started out, a friend of mine, I don't know who it is, so forgive me for not mentioning their name, I don't want to get it wrong, went and found their old VHS copy of Dolly in the the Bond movie with Jaws. And she wasn't wearing braces. Now, she was wearing braces all his life. I can remember watching that in the cinema. The butt of the joke was when she smiled and had the braces, everyone in the cinema burst out laughing. There is no joke otherwise. The character serves no other purpose otherwise in the story of the film. Something has happened to smash reality going backwards. And it's reflected. But now we see it because people have noticed that this has been there's something right, not right with this. She's starting to appear with braces again. Have you seen this thing as if we're correcting, correcting the past by God? So you could say it's a sign They went back and changed things. But how could you explain that he went to someone's house and changed a DVD or an old VHS copy? You can't explain that one, except through things like qu- quantum retro causality. And now we're really seeing how the controllers are played with us. They have actually used our perception of reality to work it against us. And God knows what else they've done. But I absolutely believe there's something very, very real to the, fact that the Mandela Mandela effect. And I really do believe that the quantum retrocausality causality is it can explain it. But it can be used by the controllers to destroy our notion of reality. And I'll leave it at that.
0: Uh Thomas, as always, well, just absolutely fascinating chat. I I um I just thank you for being so open minded um and letting me speak uh let me speak my reality I wanna say my truth that's not the right word it's 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 this is like where i'm I'm living and um this whole thing of acceptance is you know I fully uh, value where you are living hence why you've been on the show twice and I hope you you're gonna come on a third time. And um, I, I, I love. The, I, I think there's so much value to be had in these discussions.
1: I'd like, I'd like to reciprocate that thing. Thank you for having me on. Let me shoot up my big Irish melt. It, it means a lot. I've enjoyed this a lot, actually. And uh, yeah, I think you know, it's, it's, it's it, these are worthy conversations that people need to have and listen to.
0: Thank you ever so much, mate. Re- really, really great talking to our friends at home. If you could like and subscribe, as always, um, please consider supporting the Patreon. It's only 1.99 a month. You get invites to all my annual events. So we've got a Bushcraft weekend coming up. I'm in Glastonbury this weekend with some of the subscribers. Um, not the festival, folks. A, a, a spiritual journey. Um, and uh, take care of yourselves. Massive love. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.